Hey there, this is Dustin McLean. And Allie McLean. And we're pumped that you're joining with us today. And if you're a part of our Purpose Church family, whether in person or online, we'd love to connect with you via social media at ourpurpose.church on all social media outlets. And on our website at www.ourpurpose.church. We can get you plugged into a group, other giving options, and an opportunity to connect with the Purpose family all across Western Kentucky. And we hope today's message encourages you and inspires you. And so let's jump into the message. I love that. I love that. I love that. I love that. Well, before you're seated, I want to just introduce to you guys a couple people that are up here on stage. I'm not going to introduce them. I'm going to let them do that. But today, it's going to be a little different, but it's a good different. Like, not different, bad. Good, good different. All right? Somebody tap your name and say, good different. Go ahead. Let them know. Good different. And so, I'm so excited. Uh, Just listen to their stories in the first service. And then what God is going to do as he's speaking through his Holy Spirit to us in this service, I'm just so excited about. And so here's what I'm going to ask you to do, all right? Uh, in just a second, I'm going to give the microphone over to some of these folks behind me, and they're going to tell their story, their Jesus story, community story. And I want you, I know how y'all usually are with me. Sometimes you shout me down. You're, you're saying, yeah, preach it, white boy. I'm going to say, preach it, white boy. Preach it, white boy. Go ahead, brother. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm going to do that today. I want you to feel like that because they don't do this every week, okay? I want you to know they're standing up here being vulnerable with us, sharing their story, and I want us as a church, celebration's our response. We're going to shout some people down. We're going to say, oh, that's good. We're going to clap. We're going to do all those things together. Are are y'all good with that? If you're good with that, come on. Let's give five seconds of praise. I like that. You ready? All right, if you're ready, I'm going to do this. I'm going to hand the microphone to over to somebody, and I want you to go ahead and have a seat, and I'm going to welcome, oh, y'all can all have a seat, and I'm going to give this microphone over to Miss Katie Sibbles. Y'all give it up for Miss Katie Sibbles. <laughs> Do you ever have one of those moments where it, I think it would just be so fun right now just to drop the mic and run? <laughs> like, that would be, I just, I picture myself just jetting out the door. <laughs> um, some of you may not even know who I am or know that I have a name. Because you just think of me as this crazy lady that you see, you know, jetting out about in Purpose Church hallways with kids all around me. Sometimes they're my own. Sometimes they're somebody else's. But I, matter of fact, I have a name, and it's Katie. And I have a picture of my family I want to show you. There they are. I'm a mom to four kids. It's actually little Remy there, the second from the left. It's her second birthday today. Yay, Remy. <laughs> um, and then I've been a wife to my husband, Clint, who is also awesome. For nine years. And so something else I want you to know about me, though, is that I've always been very competitive. And um, if you were with me on Friday night, you're saying, yes, praise Jesus, yes, you are. Um, But super just driven and motivated, and I love to get stuff done and love to, you know, make to-do lists and check off all those things. And you're wondering why I'm telling you that about me. But I want you to know who I am because it's those characteristics that they're still a part of who I am today. Don't get me wrong, but I want you to know that God, my story is that God took those and I used to make them about me and I was using those to advance my own name and he turned all that around and he uses them um, to advance his name now. So just a little bit of backstory. I grew up in little old Eddieville. I don't know if you know anything about Eddieville, but don't blink, you'll miss it. There's like two stoplights. <laughs> um, but I was surrounded by people and community all the time. Like I love being around people, but it was about what they could do for me. You know, I was never serving anybody else. I most certainly used my gifts and talents um, to just make, put the spotlight on myself. I was, I made great grades. I was involved in all kinds of sports. I, I did all the activities and even attended church, but church itself and just like Wednesday nights and Sunday mornings to me was just something else to do. You know, something else that Katie Gray, almost said civils, Katie Gray could claim, you know, hey, I've done this. I'm a great person. Just something to add to my list. But, um, I just kept trying harder and harder to like reach some sort of standard in my head that was unattainable. But from the outside looking in, I definitely had it all together. Like people, if you would have asked them about Katie Gray and who she was, she had it all together. And I I don't say that from a place of arrogance, but rather really shame and just true honesty because I didn't have it all together, but I wanted other people to feel that way. And that ultimately that pride in my heart is what was keeping me from hearing God's call all the way up to that point in my life. So um, the reason why I thought that I could hide it, though, was because my sin was not seen for other people. You know, they they could look at me and see all these things that I'm doing and just think that I'm some awesome person. I could conceal it. 
And I don't know about you, but when we can hide something, we're like it doesn't exist. And so I just kept functioning at that capacity, trying to reach more, do more, you know, do all the things. Um, but my sin did matter, and it mattered because Proverbs 21.2 says, a person may think their own ways are right, but the Lord weighs the heart. And I had a big heart issue going on. But I graduated in high, from high school, little old Lyon County High School, uh, 67 kids total <laughs> in 2008, um, ready to take on the world. You know how high school graduates feel. And so I decided to stay close, and I chose to do that to stay with my high school sweetheart, which it seems, you know, some of you are rolling your eyes, but it's okay because it was worth it. He's here, and I married him, so the choice was worth it. But I chose Murray State University, and I also have a picture of that dorm room. Um, I stayed on campus in Clark, and I'm super old because that was new Clark. There was an old Clark and a new Clark, and I got chose to stay in new Clark because I'm cool like that. And I don't even know if, I think old Clark's tore down, but that's how old I am. <laughs> but real quickly, I, I came to realize in college that it didn't all revolve around me. You know, I walked around and people didn't know who I was. I had to say, you know, hey, I'm Katie. They didn't know that I was good at soccer. They didn't know that I made all the good grades. They didn't know that I'd always been going to church. Um, so it was just like a real shell shocker to find out that, you know, like life has a bigger purpose than myself. Luckily, my roommate at the time got involved in an on-campus outreach, an on-campus ministry called Campus Outreach. And in the spring of 2009, she invited me to go with her. And I look back now, and I'm so thankful that she did that because that ultimately was like one of the turning points in my life. I went with her, and I didn't want to go, um, but it really did change everything. At that point, um, I want to read Matthew 16, 26 real quick. It says, what good will it be for someone to gain the whole world yet forfeit their soul? Or what can anyone give in exchange for their soul? And up to that point, I had definitely been trying to, like, reach the world. You know, like I felt like I could just do whatever I wanted and get all these titles and, and reach some fame of glory that I had in my mind. And I had gained nothing ultimately. Um, but one of the most pivotal moments, I had been involved in Campus Outreach for a while, but they had something called Spring Retreat. And I decided to go. And Jake, you don't know what that is. Hush. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. But I tried to avoid it and I ran. And I had all these excuses, you know, why I can't go. And my friends kept inviting me. And I just kept running away and saying, you know, I had to do this or that. Um, but thankfully, they knew that I needed to be there. And they had gotten to know me over the past few months. And they cared about my eternity. And I, I really think that they could just see past my heart exterior. And they knew that I needed to be there. So I, I ended up going. Um, and it changed everything. I do have a picture of that also. There's me and three of the girls that kind of pushed me to go. There was more than them, but some of you will probably recognize their faces because a lot of them are local. But the very first night of spring retreat, I remember the speaker talking about 2 Corinthians 5.17, which says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come. The old is gone and the new is here. And I can't, I can't tell you hardly anything else that happened at Spring Retreat. You know, like, I'm sure we did some team building stuff. I'm sure we learned more verses in the Bible. But I just was completely zoned out at that point because I heard that verse. And God began working on my heart. Like, you know, when, what is your new story, Katie? When did you become new? And I didn't have an answer. And so that night I met with two leaders and talked about it. And they didn't know me. And that was a blessing because they just looked past, you know, what my attitude was. And they just said, you know, you seem to have it all together. You seem confident, so tell us about your story. Tell us when you had that life change, when God made you a new creation. I didn't have any of those answers, and I just remember feeling, you know, so empty. And thank goodness I wasn't around the people that knew me from my history at that moment because I was embarrassed. Like I thought, you know, everybody at home, they have no idea that I didn't, that I didn't know all along who Jesus was. Um, but my salvation starting then was definitely a process and a season, a season. He started changing my posture and growing and molding my heart. You know, it wasn't like this overnight thing or even really a specific time where I said, you know, Jesus come into my heart. But it was a season constantly. Every day I was like, I still don't, I don't know that I feel it, God, but I know that you're saving me. And so I just kept allowing him to work in my life. Ezekiel 36, 26 says, I will give you a new heart and a new spirit in you. I will remove from you your heart of stone and give you a heart of flesh. And that's exactly what God did for me. I went from my motto being, if I'm not seen, I'm not heard, to I don't have to be heard because I know God sees me. And so today, I just want to encourage you, I hope my story encourages you to commit to community. Community ultimately changed our, my life, and I know it changed everybody up here's life. It still is. 
my husband Clint and I, we're involved in Purpose Church. We serve every week. We're an awesome crew, and I don't know what I would do without those people, but it's no longer about me, you know, how awesome Katie is and what I can do for, what people can do for me. It's what I can do for people, and it's just that, that posture change of here I am, God, you know, use me, take my talents, my abilities, and work them for your name. And so he's allowed me to do things like be involved in incredible events like the Purpose Kids Egg Drop, which had 15,000 eggs out of a helicopter and 3,000 people from our community come. Um, but I just want to leave you with the fact that it all starts with Jesus. And so first I had to acknowledge I didn't have him in my life. But once I did that, um, then I realized that I need, needed people around me that love him. So first you need him. But then you need people around you that also love him. We all need community. You need it. You need it. You need it. Um, but join a crew. Join a serve team. Do both. We would love for you to do both. Do all the things. Um, but then watch what God does in your life. And so now I get to introduce Bjarni Hansen, the director of Next Steps, also known as Bjarni. Yes. Thanks. So um, the first service, I negated something, so I just need to make, a, make amends for that. Uh, so my wife is somewhere I can't see. The, the lights are bright. Um, I just want to acknowledge Michelle, just who she is and, and what she is to me, just amazing. And then my son is somewhere around, around here, too. Um, he does ushering and then also does youth. He's the youth director. And so um, I just want to talk to you about community. And that's what we're talking about today. So um, what is community? So community is family for me. And I just kind of talked about that with uh, Isaac and Michelle. And in that, I, I like descriptive words. I like to use descriptive words. And so in that, I want you to catch this. It is a powerful sense of belonging and purpose that connects us to many new significant relationships and those relationships shift our perspective yeah, I want to change and I want to take off my glasses right because I want to change the perspective I want to I want to put on new glasses I want to put on new glasses because I want to see things differently I want to see things how God sees things how God sees me because if he sees me how I see me sometimes hardest critics right so I want to see how God sees me so next slide so, you're all in this together, right? We're all family, right? We just said we're all family. We take community and we say family. Here's what I want you to do. I want you to stick your arm out for me like this. I'm going to call you down. Stick your arm out. All right. I want you to stick your arm out. Here, here's what we're going to say. One, two, three, purpose. Okay? So, all together. One, two, three. Purpose. Guess what? You're part of the team. No more excuses. You're part of the team. That's why we do that. We do that because it's team, it's family. All those words are interchangeable for me, but family is really is where it hits me in the heart. That's what we're talking about, it's family. So, next slide. I want you to place your name there for a second. So, and that's my lovely wife there, holding the next sign. But um, Bjarni finds purpose and meaning in my life in the most unlikely places, Purpose Church. Pastor Joel was up here and he said, we don't hold snakes, we don't do this, we don't do that. But we're a different church, y'all. If you haven't figured that out yet, welcome to Purpose Church. We're a different church and here's, here's why. Because we, we believe in family, but we believe in doing it loud. And we believe, just like Dustin said, this wants to be a party, not, not a funeral. I'm just, I, I, want, I want to acknowledge my Lord and Savior and shout about it. Okay, I'm a, I did this really quickly last time, and I'm going to do it again. Right here, here we go. Jesus is our point. People are our heart. Faith is our reaction. Excellence is our ordinary. Generosity is our privilege. Celebration is our response. And honor is our posture. That's culture. That's culture. We acknowledged and we said thank you to our veterans. Let's do that one more time. Because honor is our posture. We want to honor that. All that is culture. All that is part of who we are as a church, what we do, how we do, and why we do things. Next slide. Okay. So this is the passion translation. It's a translation, but it puts really descriptive uh, words around words. So um, this is Galatians 5, 22, 23. 
But the fruit that produced by the Holy Spirit within you is divine love. In all its varied expressions, joy that overflows, peace that subdues, patience that endures, kindness in action, a life full of virtue, faith that prevails, gentleness of heart, and strength of the spirit. It's a mind shift, y'all. It's a mind shift. Um, I was drugged to church as a child. Uh, my mom would drag me, we have to go, let's go. Um, there came a point in time where the mind shift happened, okay? And even coming to Purpose Church here, it changed even more because then I said, we get to do this. I, Bjarni Hansen, gets to do this. You get to do it. It's not you have to do it. It's not like I have to show up at 5.15 in the morning. It's not that I have to stay late and help put up chairs or this or that. It's I get to do that because you know what? Jesus called you. Jesus called you. If he calls you, go, right? All right, next slide, please. If you do not intentionally choose to pursue community in your life, you will not miraculously have deep relationships one day. I'm going to do, do a Katie. I'm going to do a mic drop. Have a deep relationship one day. Hmm, okay. So you have to aim your life at community, at purpose, which inevitably means you, you have to overcome some barriers to do so. So go. Go. I went on a mission trip to Guatemala. I didn't want to go on a mission trip to Guatemala. My brother was going, right? And I said, yeah, I'll go. Go. There was, a, there, was a, there was bills beyond belief. There was a tax bill. There was this and that. Guys, God said go. So you know what? You, you go. What's that, what's that last line? Everybody read it with me. We're not like family. What did I just say? Well, one more time. We say it up on stage. Do you believe it? That's Family. Family is the good, the bad, the ugly, and you rejoice and you pray and you weep. That's family. Next slide. Okay. So the word is ecclesia. You is us. So every time we had you in the past couple slides, it was you. Let's make it us, okay? So ecclesia in Christian theology means both a particular body of faithful people and the whole body of faithful. Here's what I believe. This is I believe. I believe participating with others in a community, right? Community first, family, a crew, purpose church is essential for my spiritual growth. Spiritual growth is essential for my spiritual growth. I can come on Sunday morning, if I'm not involved in a crew, Spiritual growth. Every day, spiritual growth, guys. Seek Jesus in everything, okay? Seek Jesus in everything. Just read, read this with me. Be real. Oh, come on, y'all. Be real. Be kind. Be hospitable. Be beautiful. And love your family. Love your family. You love them in the good. You love them in the bad. You love your family. 1 Peter 2.10, once you had no identity as a people, now you are God's people. Once you received no mercy, now you've received God's mercy. You've received God's mercy. Tell somebody about it and go. I want to take many people with me as I can. And also, I don't want God to say, look at all the things you could have done. So, ladies and gentlemen, I want to introduce, ladies and gentlemen, I want to introduce Kyle. Thank you, Bjarni. Appreciate it. That was incredible. Come on. Come on. 
Well, like Bjorni said, my name is Kyle Howard, and uh, at this point in my talk, I've probably already said more words than 90% of you have ever heard me say. <laughs> and so I'm usually kind of over here, obviously, behind the keyboard and, uh, and singing a few songs every now and then, but I can speak and uh, a little bit, and so uh, it's a pleasure to get to do that today. So I also get to serve as the operations pastor here at Purpose Church. So basically what that means is I try to make sure that all the dots are uh, or all the I's are dotted and all the T's are crossed and all the dots connected and make sure Dustin is staying in line and all that kind of stuff, which is, you know, it's a full-time job. And so, uh, so it's, uh, but it's a pleasure to get to do that, like I said, in addition to playing keyboard every Sunday. So uh, I kind of want to start off with a little bit about myself. So uh, a little story about myself. So about a year and a half ago, uh, I had gotten up to, and I had weighed uh, the heaviest weight that I had ever weighed in my entire life. Now, uh, admittedly, I'm not the most uh, physically active person, and I really, really, really like food. And, uh, but with that said, even though, uh, even though those two things are both true, at 215 pounds, I had, uh, according to the internet, uh, I was borderline obese for my height. So that was October of 2019. So January of 2020, I made the decision that I was going to lose weight and get fit and um, just kind of get more physically active and just get in shape. So uh, I started to cut my calorie counts uh, down to about 1,800 calories a day on average. Some days I'd splurge and some days I'd have to cut back. But, and then just try to get in more steps and squats and push-ups and pull-ups and, and all that kind of stuff. And uh, over the course of seven months, so from January of 2020 to August, the end of August of 2020, um, I lost 40 pounds. And so uh, it, was not, um, it was not easy. And uh, the, there was no quick fix. There was no pill that I took. There was no, um, you know, there was no like easy solution to it. There was no plan. There was no ordering meals off the off of infomercial or whatever. Uh, it was literally just the result of thousands of daily decisions over the course of those seven months that added up to the results that I saw at the end of those seven months. So what I had to do was I had to break the addiction that I had to myself. I had to break the addiction that I had to food cravings and to laziness, quite frankly, and I had to pursue a longer-term goal, so I had to deny myself in the short term and pursue a longer-term goal of being in shape physically. I would submit to you today that Christian community, the church, is exactly like that. It works that exact same way. See, when we become Christians, when we're saved, God places us in a community of believers. He places us in the church to do the same thing that I had to do, is to break us of our addiction to ourselves in order to pursue true, authentic community in the long term. Let's look at Philippians chapter 2. Uh, this is verses 3 and 4. It says, Do nothing from selfish ambition or conceit, but in humility count others more significant than yourselves. Let each of you look not only to his own interests, but to the interests of others. Now that idea, that runs totally counter to our 21st century postmodern world. And all you have to do to see that is go on Instagram and count up how many times you see the word self-care, self-worth, self-affirmation, love yourself, tell everybody else how great you are. Uh, prioritize yourself. That's really popular in our culture, but it's not biblical. And it's not what Jesus calls, calls us to. He actually calls us to, just, to do just the opposite. The world tells us to place ourselves first. Jesus tells us to place ourselves under other people. And as always, he's our example in this. Philippians goes on to say, Have this in mind among yourselves, which is yours in Christ Jesus, who though he was in the form of God, he did not count equality with God a thing to be grasped, but he emptied himself by taking the form of a servant, being born in the likeness of men. So Jesus was in heaven and he came to earth. He was born in the likeness of man, just like what Pastor Dustin preached a couple weeks ago. And he had every single right to be served because he was God. Of all the things in the universe that, that deserve to be served, it is God himself. But what did he do? He healed people. He washed his disciples' feet. He took two fish and five loaves and fed 5,000 people, 5,000 men. There was more women and children. 
And ultimately, he laid down his life on the cross. He took the ultimate posture of servitude and literally denied his own uh, existence in human form so that we could be saved. He gave us his righteousness and he took the burden of our sin. And he calls us uh, to follow him. And if we're going to follow him, we have to look to him and we have to imitate what he did. Matthew 16 says, then Jesus told his disciples, if anyone would come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. For whoever would save his life will lose it, but whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. So how do we do that? How do we deny ourselves when it comes to Christian community? This is what we do. Don't give up on giving yourselves to others. Make a commitment which is not popular this day and age, but make a commitment to be in community with other believers and stick to it even when you don't feel like it. Practically, that means next week join a crew even if you don't like people. Go to that crew every time that it meets, even if you've had a rough day and you're tired and you just want to go home and you don't want to do it. Show up here at, like Vianney said, show up here at 5.15, 5.30 on Sunday mornings and help us set all this stuff up. Not because it's easy or convenient, but just the opposite, because it's hard. Because when we do hard things, just like when I had to deny my cravings and my pleasures, we reap a long-term goal. And you're going to reap the long-term goal of a harvest of true community and relational connection among believers. And please don't leave, don't bow out when the going gets tough. Yes, church is messy. It's imperfect people, all of us, doing life together in an imperfect world. What did you expect? That's exactly the way it's supposed to be because God uses the messiness of church to make us more like Jesus. See, he gives us an opportunity when we become saved, when we become Christians, he places us in relationship with other believers that make us mad and that offend us and don't do things right. But you know what the Bible tells us to do? Forgive. Overlook the offense like Proverbs says. Bear with one another. Strive with one another. Have patience with one another. Let all bitterness and wrath and envy and clamor and slander be put away from you and be kind and tenderhearted to one another just as God in Christ forgave you. But what happens so many times is instead of staying in community and seeing that relational benefit that we get out of it, we pull out. We walk away from the messiness. We take the easy road. And what happens is we short-circuit the very means of grace that God is using to develop us as Christians. See, he wants people to, to, to upset you and to offend you so that you have an opportunity to exercise the muscle of forgiveness and the muscle of grace, just like I had to do those squats and those push-ups. I had to get stronger. So when you exercise those muscles and when you exercise forgiveness and grace, you are doing the exact thing that God wants you to do when you get into that messiness of church. That's the point. That's exactly how it's supposed to be. That's what God wants to use to grow you. So I'm asking you, in a culture where we are so quick to cancel each other, don't do that. Be countercultural and make a conscious decision to stay in the community. Say no to cancel culture. Say yes to community culture. Deny yourself and do hard things, not because they're easy, not because they're convenient, but just because they're hard. Just do it. Make a commitment. Deny yourself in the short term so that you can pursue that long-term goal. When you bear with people, when you strive with people, when you have patience with people, when you stay in relationship with other people, you're sowing seeds into a harvest that you're going to see in the future. And that harvest is your spiritual growth, your spiritual maturity, and eventually you're going to be seen more and more like Jesus each and every day until one day we see him face to face and we're exactly like him. So in conclusion, Galatians 6 it says, for the one who sows to his own flesh will from the flesh reap corruption, but the one who sows to the Spirit will from the Spirit reap eternal life. And let us not grow weary of doing good, for in due season we will reap if we do not give up. 
So then as we have the opportunity, let us do good to everyone and especially to those, everybody here, who is of the household of faith. Amen or oh me? Amen. Amen. All right, now I get the chance to introduce to you our incredible vocal team lead, Mr. Stephen King. Come on, Stephen. I didn't pay Kyle to say I'm incredible, but he's right. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) So I want to share a little bit of my story and how Jesus Community and uh, Purpose Church has changed my life. And I am going to do that through a series of pictures because I'm a very visual person. And the easiest way for me to share my story with you is to share some pictures with you and talk about them as we go through them. So first slide, please. So um, you can't talk about me without talking about my family. I have a huge family, (laughs) extremely large family. There are 13 children. I have six brothers and six sisters, all by the same two parents. <laughs> I was, grew up in Louisville, Kentucky. Um, we all love each other very much. Um, but you know what they say, it takes a village. We were our own village, I guess, because <laughs> there were so many of us. <laughs> but uh, one of the things that was unique about my family growing up is you see the little lady. My mom is 4'11" by the way, had 13 children, and I'm scared of her. Um, So this woman, who is a dear friend of mine, one of my closest friends, she has been a minister for 60-plus years. So that meant I grew up in church in Louisville. There was no choice. There was no, do I have to go? It was, you're going. We did not have to go to church with her. We just had to go to church, wherever we wanted to go. But most of the time, especially when I was younger, we all went to church together. We were her choir. She preached. We sang for her. So probably from about the time I was two, I was singing up on a stage just like you saw this morning. Um, And, you know, I grew, we were in church all the time. So When I first started doing that, I didn't know what I was singing about. I didn't know what anything meant. I just knew I was singing with my brothers and sisters. I liked music. I could carry a tune. There were some of my siblings that we were like, you're going to stand in the back because you can't. You stand in the back. Don't get in front of the mic. But (laughs) at some point in my life, probably around fourth or fifth grade, I started to understand what I was singing about. And that it wasn't just words. There was a meaning behind it. And there was a message in the music. And, and that became very important to me. That became a very significant part of my life. And that's one of the reasons why I still do what I do today. Because somebody gets a message from the music that we, we give to you all weekly. Um, you know, you, you definitely need the word. But sometimes there's a message that you hear in that one song and you go back home and you listen to it later, and that, and that gives you what you need to get through the week. Um, and that became very important to me. Um, some of the other pictures up here you see when I was younger, little ch- chunky baby face. Um, I sang in, in high school. I sang at every graduation from kindergarten, fifth grade, eighth grade, senior year. I was also senior class president, so I did a lot of leadership stuff even as I was growing up. And I I do have to say that my parents, especially my mom, they were my number one fan. You know, it's like my mom would come to every single concert I was in, anything that I did, she was there to support me. Um, And that's why she and I have always been such close friends. And she helped me with my relationship with God. So um, Jesus definitely changed my life through family because that's how I met him in church with my family. The next point I want to make is about community and how it changed my life. Community changed my life through the opportunities that I've been given. I moved here to Murray in 1993 to come to Murray State University and major in vocal music. I never left. (laughs) In August, I will have lived in Murray for 28 years. I know, I don't look that old, do I? But 
Um, but yeah, I've had some opportunities to do some things over that 28 years. I, I started my own band that will be 20 years old this year. Um, I work for TRIO, which is a series of programs that help low-income first-generation students and adults get into college and get a degree, get an education. Um, that's something that's near and dear to my heart. I'm an alumnus of two of the programs that I work with. I now work for Student Support Services, which is the college level um, of the pro one of the college levels of the program. But I'm also the president of the state organization, Kentucky State or Trio organization. So um, on my second term of doing that duty. <laughs> um, and then I, this past year, I started my own consulting company that really hasn't taken off yet. We've done a few things, but I've started King King Consulting and Training Solutions. That's here in the middle. Um, I do a lot of conversations and trainings for people that need help. Um, I'm CPR first aid instructor. I uh, do diversity and equality and inclusion discussions. Um, mindfulness training, I do a lot of that type of stuff. Um, it hasn't taken off the way I want it to yet, but I know that it is. I just need time. I just switched jobs three months ago, <laughs> so I'm going through a new job that gave me a little bit of a raise and things like that. So um, I think God is constantly preparing me for new things. One of the things I want to point out with this uh, particular slide is the bottom here where it says a conversation about race. Um, of course, you all know there were several things going on. Um, with racism and injustice and things like that over the past year. Um, and a lot of people ask, what, what can we do to help? What can we, what can we do? How, you know, they were asking me what I, what I thought. And I said, I can tell you what I think. I'm, I'm not every black person, yeah. but I can give you my perspective as an informed and educated person. And so, um, Actually, our pastor, Dustin, was one of the people that asked me to put together a conversation about race. So me and two of my sisters held that conversation online on Zoom, and people attended. We put together a huge PowerPoint. One of my sisters is about 12 years older than me, and then my other sister is five years older, younger than me. So you got three perspectives. My older sister went to school when busing first happened in Louisville. Rocks were thrown at her bus because people didn't want her to be in the school. Um, I went to school, you know, 12 years later, things had changed a little bit. I was a senior class president. Then my younger sister, who's five years younger than me, she went to school. And she is now the president and CEO of Wesley Foundation in Louisville. <laughs> um, and so you just see how we all came up differently, you know, and how we, what we all went through and what this, what, what this conversation about race meant to each of us. Um, and even in that time, as you can tell, I'm not afraid to talk to people I've never have been. So when Dustin asked me to speak, I was glad to speak and tell my story. But it's things like that that have prepared me all my life, being in church and, and being around people and speaking to my mother about what life is like and what, what we are to, we should be doing as people. Um, it prepared me for what I'm doing now, which is the third point in my conversation. Purpose Church has changed my life through enhancing my gifts. If you look up here, the one picture I want everybody to notice, because I look really good in it, uh, <laughs> is the picture in the middle with me in the white suit and the light just so right. Thanks to Sam. He was, that lighting was awesome. That was Easter this year. Um, and I got to sing the song Because He Lives. And every time I think about it, I think about the fact that that took me back to being that little boy in church and singing that, not necessarily understanding what it meant then, 
But, <laughs> but see, see, <laughs> but maybe Cal and I'll do a little bit of it for you in a minute. But now, you know, knowing what that meant and, and you being able to understand it, understand it through me, um, having the opportunity to work with a team of people and teach them how to sing as best I can. Um, sometimes my work is not from up here. Sometimes my work is from right there on the end of this front row listening and saying, hey, I need you to do this a little different or I need you to sing this part or I need you to think about what you're singing about because somebody here needs to hear what we're singing and understand what we're singing about. So the one thing that I didn't share earlier is that when I moved to Murray for 25 years, I didn't have a church home. I sang at several different churches, um, went and participated and things like that, but I didn't have a place that I called home. And then I got a message on Facebook and a phone call that changed everything. And it was just the message that said, hey, we're starting a new church in Murray. We're looking for somebody to be a vocal coach. Would you be interested in coming and helping us out? And I replied, and I was like, well, wait a minute. Yeah, I'll come and, I'll come and help you. I'll teach you if, if that's what you're looking for. But I also want to do it. I want to sing too. <laughs> and... They were like, oh, yeah, 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 definitely. If you want to come, you know, come sing. Come on, sing. So, uh, you know, that was a life-changing thing for me. And then in July of 2018, I got to meet Dustin and Allie um, at lunch at Los Portales after he spoke at um, the Journey Church. Um, and that changed my life because I didn't know Dustin. He didn't know me. But... I don't know if it was planned, but we ended up sitting by each other. He's told me my shoes were snazzy, the ones that I have on right now. Y'all know I'm extra sometimes. I can't help it. But, uh, you know, we joked, we laughed, and I got to know him. And, and something in that conversation and, and that meeting people on the team let me know that I answered the call. I answered the right call. What I said earlier, um, you know, you heard a song from the praise team earlier, I'm available. I hear your call. That call, I am so glad that I answered because if I hadn't, things would be a lot different. You may not see me here every week if I hadn't answered that call, but I stepped out on faith and that's sometimes what we have to do. You have to be unafraid. I didn't worry about, well, I may be the only black person. You know what I did, actually? They asked me, did I know a drummer? <laughs> and the drummer I got was black. <laughs> but I wasn't scared of that. You know, in my life, I have, I have been around more white people way, way, way more often than I've been around people of my own race other than when I'm with my family. And that has nothing to do with it for me. I'm more appreciative of the message and the, and, the, and the people that I meet and the things that I learn from them, the things that you learn from me. That's way more important than the color of, of skin. So ultimately, I've gotten to um, share a lot in this position that I have, and uh, I, I, I'm even speaking right now. I, I've never been afraid to speak up about things and tell how I feel about things, and this has been a great opportunity, and I love Purpose for giving me that opportunity, And I, but I, it would never have happened had I not answered that call. Now, you, do you want to hear a little Because He Lives before I pass the mic off? Because he lives, I can face tomorrow. 
because he leaves all fear is gone because I know he holds my future And now I'll pass it off to our friend, A.B. <laughs> you want me to sing with you, too? No. All right, A.B., what song are we going to sing? Now? No, 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 no. How am I supposed to follow that? Well, hey, Stephen. Man, come on. Um, so, hey, listen, uh, you guys are fantastic. I love them. They're all so much. Let's give it up for them real quick. Well, hey, you can see up there on the screen that my name is Alicia Brown. And honestly, like 95% of you probably didn't even know that because I go by a different name here at Purpose Church. And I go by the name AB. And it's been said a whole lot this morning. And my real name has not actually ever been said. Um, but my name is Alicia Brown. And um, I serve as the fancy title Executive Director of Programming, which really just means I get to lead a great team of people and design really cool stuff and use the gifts and talents that God's given me to make much of Him and to make much. Um, to get to build us all up as a church. And so um, I'm, they've, they've talked about how community and Jesus have, have meant so much to them and changed their life. And I'm going to piggyback off all that and tell you how it's not only changed my life, but it's, it's changed my name. And it's been a constant reminder of God's faithfulness. And so um, now like a, lot, a lot of you are probably, who's from Kentucky? Anybody in here from Kentucky? Yeah, okay, not me. I'm from Florida, so like super far away. And so all my, all my family's 12 hours away. Um, and so just really far. And so I came up here to Kentucky for college. Uh, and after college, I, I found my way over to Western Kentucky and I stayed here for a little while. And in the fall of 2018, I actually found myself in just a really, really dark spot, just really alone, didn't really have any community, didn't have any friends around me to build me up. And wasn't going to church anywhere, definitely wasn't on a serve team, definitely didn't have a crew. So I was just really in a sad spot. And I remember one morning, one Saturday morning, just praying, like, God, I really want some community. I really want some friends. I want some people around me who can push me towards you. And uh, I remember praying. So specific prayers are super cool when you pray specific prayers because you know that, like, God's faithfulness is true because that really specific prayer that you pray comes true. And you can look back on it and say, God, give me community. But I prayed that day, God, give me a church where I can have some friends who I can go to lunch with after church on Sunday. Like real, real weird, real specific, right? Like who prays for some friends to go to lunch with? I did. And I got them because God's faithful. Um, but we're jumping ahead real quick. So um, I, I prayed that morning, God, give me some community, help me find somewhere. And ironically enough, that afternoon, I was scrolling on Facebook, just kind of deciding if I was going to go to church the next day, if, if I was, where I was going to go. And ironically enough, our pastor's crazy face and his crazy personality came across my feed and said, hey, come to a launch team meeting at the, the hotel for this church that's launching in Murray. And I said, okay, like I don't know you, but like I know kind of about you because we worked at the same camp. And I know you're not too crazy. So you look a little crazy, but you're not too crazy. So I'm going to come check it out and see, see what this thing's about. And so the next morning, I walked into the hotel um, where we were having launch team meetings, and I didn't know a soul, like didn't know a single person, which like you look at me right now, and you think, okay, she knows everybody here at Purpose Church, like she, she didn't know a stranger. That wasn't me two and a half years ago. Two and a half years ago, I walked in, and no one knew my name, but what's so cool is that um, I walked in, and I sat down, and I remember Miss Michelle, she's sitting over here, Bjarni, back here now, yeah, uh, Miss Michelle's face, um, I remember seeing her face, she's the first person I saw, and just the joy, and the positivity, and the love of Jesus that radiated from her, and I remember I sat at a table with Miss Karen and Miss Brenda, who were on our coffee team, and was just super encouraged to, to be sitting with, at a table of old wise, old wise women, who I'd always wanted to be around and have build me up, 
And I remember thinking, man, God, this is it. But let me tell you, there were like these crazy people who sit in the front row who are on the worship team who are kind of loud. And listen, y'all back there about two-thirds of the way back, like I, that's where I sat that day, like two-thirds of the way back because I'm a Baptist. And we're too afraid to get too close to the front. So I sat a little far back, and these people were still up there two and a half years. You think they're crazy now, crazy and loud now? Two and a half years ago, it was like way worse. And I was like, you know what, I'm all about this thing except them crazy people. But God, I'm trusting you, and I'm trusting that, that you've got something bigger planned for me and that it's here at Purpose Church. And so uh, that first day I was there, and I, I didn't eat lunch with anybody that first day. Like God didn't answer the prayer like the next day. But I said, you know what, I'm going to come back. And so I came back the next week, and I remember um, just meeting, I introduced myself to a few more people and got to know a few more people, but I didn't eat lunch with anybody that second week either. But I decided that when we came here to the middle school and we were setting stuff up to see where stuff was going to go in, in January of 2019 before we launched, I decided I'm going to be here every chance I get. If there's a chance to be here and a chance to be around people at Purpose Church, I know that this is where God's calling me to be and I'm going to be here and do it. And so we did some crazy things like y'all laying kids flooring down is not fun. Let me just tell you, but it's so important for little kids to be able to hear the name of Jesus on their level, on the floor. It's so good. Shout out, Hunter. You rock star. Put it together every week right now. You're the best. But listen, um, I, some crazy, did, did some crazy things, but it was so great because I was able to be around people. And I, as I was doing these things, I, people started to ask me what my name was and what my story was. And I got to know some people. And one day someone said, well, hey, what's your name? And I said, oh, my name's Alicia Brown. And they said... Nah, nah, your name's A.B. I said, oh, okay, cool, new name, got it. Like, all right, we'll go with it. Um, but I started to be known as A.B. And honestly, like, I, I don't even know if anybody, like, knew my name ever or still does to this point, clearly. You know, here we are. Um, but what's so cool to me is that every time I hear the name A.B., it reminds me of God's faithfulness because it was through that name change that God answered that prayer that I had prayed for community two and a half, it was honestly two months before I really started to feel like I belonged that I prayed that prayer. So it wasn't an instant prayer. And it reminds me of a story in the Bible of a guy whose name God had changed. Genesis 17, the NLT version is going to be up on the screen, but I'm going to give you the ABV, the AB version, like real condensed. And so we, we you know, probably know about Abraham and Sarah and how they wanted children for so long. We can see in the first verse up there that Abram was 99 years old and God had promised to make him a father of many nations. But he was 99 years old, and he still ain't got no kids. Like, this old. And he still ain't got no kids. So he's waiting. He knows God had promised him something, but he had waited so long. And here you see in this verse that God comes and says, I'm going to be, I'm faithful to keep my promise, and I'm going to answer that, keep that promise that I made to you. And how am I going to let you know that I did that? I'm going to change your name. So you're no longer going to be called Abram. You're going to be called Abraham. And what's so cool for me is that every time someone calls me AB, which is literally any time someone addresses me, which, you know, happens a lot, it, it's a reminder to me to, like, every time it happens, I stop and I pause and I think, man, they're talking to me. And then I think, oh, man, God is so good, isn't he? So good to deliver on his promise and be faithful. And let me tell you, like, it, it was months after it happened to where we were sitting in a Zaxby's. I remember it, Kels. We were sitting there and I thought, oh, my goodness. Look at it. Here it is right here. This is what I prayed for, to be sitting with people. And listen, it was 2.30 because we load out. Like this place is, is a gym. And so we stay and we load out. And so if you're wanting, if like you're praying for God to someone to have lunch with on Sunday afternoon, you can stay and help us load out. And then we'll go to lunch. It's super fun. But um, let me just encourage you with this, that, that uh, it, I'm not telling you when you come to Purpose Church, we're going to give you a cool, bougie nickname. Like, that's not it. There's only 26 letters in the alphabet, and I've got the first two on lock. So sorry about that. But I am telling you that if you come to Purpose Church, and you don't just come and you sit in the seat, and you, you listen to what's said on the stage or what's sung on the stage, and maybe you take notes, and you probably grab some donut holes because they're really great, and you, you head back out to your car, and you just come back the next Sunday or two Sundays from now, that's not how you're going to find community. That's not how God's going to change your life. It's going to happen through joining a serve team, through jumping in, through getting involved. It's going to happen by joining a crew, hey, leading a crew. It's not too late to lead a crew if you want to lead a crew this summer. Just let us know. We're going to hook you up. But if, if you're asking God for something and you're waiting for him to answer it, could it be, my question to you is this, could it be that he's waiting to prove his faithfulness when you prove to be faithful yourself? So I leave you that. Here comes Pastor Dustin back up to wrap us up. 
Oh, come on, church. Why don't you jump up on your feet? Let the people behind us know that you love them. Can we put our hands together for them? Thank God for the stories that they had for us. Thank you, guys. Man, I honor you. I'm so proud of all of you. Uh, again, if you don't mind, really quickly, you're standing. I'm not going to keep you too much longer, but if you can't just bow your heads and close your eyes, I want to invite you, obviously, what all, all of our friends said up here today is the fact that, you know what, a community is so important. It's very important, and I want to just reiterate the idea that the most important community that you can belong to is the family of God, right? That's the most important community. Uh, it's not Purpose Church. We would love for you to be a part, but we're more worried about you knowing Jesus than you are attending this church. And we want you to know that Jesus made the offer for you and I that made it to where, you know what, we all sin, we all fall short. We're all messed up. We've all uh, done things in our life. We were born into this thing called sin, but Jesus came and he gave his life for us. The, the Bible tells us that he died on a cross. He lived 33 perfect years on this earth and gave his life on a cross. And, and the, the, the payment that was made for us messing up was him on the cross. And if you would just say yes to that, that you can be part of the community of God. Not, not this church, but a part of the family of God, which is the most important family you can belong to. And maybe you're in here and you say, you know what, I need Jesus. Maybe something was said today that the Holy Spirit was just pricking your heart, that he was just speaking to you, and you want to know who, you want to have a relationship with Jesus. The Bible tells us that if we would just confess with our mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in our heart that God raised him from the dead, that we will be saved. If that's you and you want to do that, I'm going to ask you just to repeat something really simple after me. Just say something like this. Dear Jesus, would you come in my life? Would you save me? Would you forgive me? I believe what you did on the cross. I believe you were dead, but I believe that you got out of the grave. And I put my faith and trust in you today. If that's you and you said that or you're watching online or listening on, uh, on the podcast and you just said yes to a relationship with Jesus, I just want you to know that's the most important decision of community you'll ever make. And, and we're so excited about that. We're so stoked about that. And we want to know that you made that decision. And so if you're here and you say, you know what, I did just make that decision, or you're watching online, or you're listening on the podcast, I want to do, we want to do something about that. So if you're in this room, I'm going to give you instruction first. If you just prayed to receive Jesus in a relationship with him, I'm going to ask you to do something, maybe a little uncomfortable, but I'm going to ask you to move. And the reason I'm going to ask you to move is because our team is going to be moving as well. And if you can, if you could just make your way to the side walls in here, we've got an incredible team that would love to host you. If you just made that decision, we'd love to give you a Bible. We'd love to just uh, get to know your name. Uh, celebrate with you because celebration's our response. And if you're watching online or listening on the podcast, if you could just text the word purpose to 270-229-6488. That lets us know that you made that decision today. And we love that. That's why we do what we do. That's why we're here. And so how about this, church? Why don't you raise your head up? And why don't you put your hands together for King Jesus saving people online, on podcasts, in this room. I love that, I love that, I love that. Once you high five somebody next to you and say, Jesus is real good. Jesus is real good. Go ahead. Go ahead. All right, I love that. Well, really quickly, I'm going to give you three next steps that maybe you need to take today. And our first one is, if, if today's your first time at Purpose Church, we just want to welcome you. So glad that you're here. And I'm going to ask our usher team to come forward. And they're going to start passing these offering containers around. And again, if it's your first time, this is not for you. Right, we just wanted you to be here today, and we're glad you're here. But if you call Purpose Church home, the reason why and the reason why we're able to reach people for the gospel is because of your generosity, that we can partner together. I'll just tell you, we can do a lot more together, a lot faster than we could with each other apart from each other. So thank you for your generosity. Uh, it, means this, it means so much to this church and this community that you are faithful and that we are going to be known by our generosity. Generosity is our privilege. It's something we want to be known for. And so thank you for your generosity. And, and again, because of your generosity, you didn't know it, but you had a part in each one of these stories even up on the stage today. I think about what A.B. was sharing, how we even started in a hotel, you know, meeting together with some people saying, hey, we believe in this vision of God has given us to change Murray, Kentucky. And, and the fact is that now she's on our staff team. Did you know that she moved from Florida to come on staff at Purpose Church? You know what I'm saying? She didn't know that. But that's a part of the story of what we get a chance to give towards and what we get a chance to see. And she's an incredible, Kyle and her on our staff team, Katie's on our staff team. Man, we have an incredible team, um, and I'm so grateful. But not just that, but the impact that you make in this community is unbelievable. So thank you for that. Thank you for your generosity. I'll tell you two more things. Next Sunday is uh, not only next, 
but it's also, if you want to get plugged in, next is how you get plugged in. It's also Baptism Sunday, all right? Come on, somebody, right? We party around Baptism Sunday because we want everybody to know that, hey, you know what? I was dead, now I'm alive in Jesus. That's what baptism represents. So if you need to be baptized, all you got to do is text the word baptism to the number 270-229-6488. Let us know that. And then, uh, man, we'll, we'll have a great time next week. You'll get a free T-shirt. Cowbells will be involved. Lots of hooping and hollering. It's going to be great. Uh, so that's happening next Sunday. So we got next baptism and cruise kickoff next Sunday. You want some community? We talked about it today. Trust me, jump on a crew. Jump in a crew. Give it eight weeks. That's all it is. It's eight weeks long. This summer, it's going to run through the summer, and it's going to be done. If you don't like those people, we can try somebody else, okay? We can try another set of crew. Just, you know why? Don't give up. It's kind of like what our team said up here today. Listen, it may not, there's been dynamics that may not work in that group. That's okay. Give another one a shot. Just, just commit to being in community. And again, that would be awesome if you even stuck around today if you wanted to. I am going to ask you, when I say amen, I'll remind you, if you will grab your chair and if you will make a way to the wall where we'll have some carts that we can put our chairs together up. All right, but let me pray for you and then we'll do that and I'll see you next week. Don't give up. I can't wait to preach this whole series to you. It's going to be a blast and it starts next week. All right, Jesus, thank you for today. I pray you bless my friends. Keep them. Uh, God, may your, may your favor be upon them. May you turn your face towards them and that this week would you give them peace in Jesus' name that we pray and everybody said amen amen have a great week Take thank you so much again for listening to hear more messages like this one make sure to subscribe and consider rating it and even sharing it with your friends it helps out so much for more content and information head over to ourpurpose.church we love you guys and hope you have a great week on purpose